the Mess It Up Podcast, where we take your mess and turn it into a message. And now, here's the Bowtie Guy. Hey, everybody. It is uh, me, the Bowtie Guy. We are here. Happy post-Thanksgiving. Hopefully, you are over your turkey coma at this point. Uh, maybe your family has come and gone, and you're back to getting things back to normal. I'm hoping your Christmas decorations are up and that uh, you're just feeling very festive for the season. Um, I know I am. Uh, Bev and I went ahead and put our Christmas decorations up before Thanksgiving because we we're going to be going out of town for Thanksgiving and we wanted to come home and have it be Christmassy. Plus, that's apparently the way things are getting done nowadays. But I was um, the first one on the block to get uh, Christmas lights going. So I'm happy with that. We still have some Christmas stuff in the house here. I don't know if, are, are you quite done yet, Bev? I think I'm done, but we just need to put everything away. Yeah. And you can tell Bev is uh, going to be on the show with me today. We also have some return guests um, from beautiful Portlandia. Uh, say hello to the Paxtons. Hello. Hola. Uh, so we're going to be uh, chatting about post-Thanksgiving stuff and whatnot. And uh, I want to tell you a few things about the show before we get too far into it. One of them is that we love to have you on our social media. So go find us on Facebook or Meta or whatever the heck they call it nowadays. Uh, find us on Instagram, find us on Twitter, and don't just find us, become our friend and then interact with us. Make it be social, you know, say hi or, or something, put some pictures up, whatever it is. Um, but we love to, to get to know you a little bit better. You can find us on Reddit. We have a subreddit called Messed Up Ministries. So you can get involved with conversation there. You can also get involved if you want to talk to other people who listen to the show. You can become a Patreon member and get access to our Discord chat server and talk to other Patreon members who support the show financially for as little as... A dollar, a dollar a month. month. Yeah. Awesome. These ladies have been on enough that they know it's as little as a dollar a month. You can support the show financially and help to pay the bills. Dime a day. Or, what's that? I was thinking about going a dime a day. Dime a day. Okay. All right. I like a dime a day. Uh, what does that work out to be? About three bucks a month. Three dollars a week, a month. Yeah. Three dollars a month. It's okay. Dan, Dan's been in the hospital for a while. Math isn't necessarily his, his strong suit today. Hey. 30 dimes is three bucks. I know that. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, but you went with a week. Send <laughs> <laughs> a dime a day for three, for weeks. For, oh, for day. Yeah. yeah. We, anyhow, you can support the show is what we're trying to get to. Um, and uh, we really appreciate that. It helps to pay for uh, the bandwidth for the show and web hosting and getting uh, missionaries back and forth to the prison uh, and doing those kind of things with messed up ministries. So thank you to all of our Patreon subscribers. It also gets you access. If you're in the upper levels, you can join our book club, our Patreon uh, messed up ministries book club, where we read books and get to talk about them. And that's a lot of fun as well. So uh, to do that, you can go to messituppodcast.com, click on the little button there that says become a patron. And it'll take you to our Patreon page and just follow the links and you should be good to go on that. Uh, nice thing about our Patreon, all of it is tax deductible as well. So uh, we got that going for us. Uh, today is uh, Tuesday after Thanksgiving. So I like to try to find a nice post thanksgiving word for our word of the week. And the word I came up with today is surfeit. And it's, it's kind of funny because it's S-U-R-F-E-I-T. 
And I had a suggestion from Faith that I don't tell you what the word of the week is, but I love to tell you what the word of the week is because that's my jam. So if you don't want to know what the word of the week is, ram your fingers in your ears for the next uh, 10 seconds starting now. But surfeit is an excess amount of something. So like you might have a surfeit of food um, for Thanksgiving and feel a little bit bloated. So welcome back to those of you who had your fingers stuck in your ears. I just want to say, I didn't say, don't tell them the word of the week. I just said, don't give them the definition. The definition, yeah, there yeah, the go. definition, yeah. Let I them fill need, in the word of the week with I, their own definition. I still think you need to make it multiple choice. <gasps> Ooh. Yeah, Dan, Dan would like, here's what we'll do. Oh, wait a minute, wait a minute. The people still had their fingers in their ears. No, 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 it was only 10 seconds. Hopefully they oh, know how to count. Okay. Yeah. Um, so um, Dan's suggestion was that I give you the word of the week and then give multiple choice on what the definition is. Mm-hmm. And then people can text in their answers and somebody wins a gift card. So if you like that idea, if you would like for the word of the week to become a multiple choice gift card answer, what you're going to do is you are going to text, and they've got their phones out right now. You're going to text me at <laughs> 760-608-1942. And if more people than just the Paxtons text me, we will uh, we will consider changing this to a multiple choice format yes, um, and, and do that. So uh, anyhow, that's a fun idea. And we can definitely start doing some fun things with the multiple choice and the, the games. Oh, I just got a text from Faith Paxton that says, do it, people. <laughs> so anyhow. She's so proud of herself. They're both very proud. Yeah. When they grabbed their phones, you could just see it on their faces. Like we've struck comedy gold here. Um, so uh, anyhow, we talked last week. Um, Faith joined us to talk about uh, Dan and his um, transplant and how that has changed things in their life. I figured we should go right to the... Uh, to the source on this one and, uh, and ask Dan, uh, about things. So Dan, tell us about what it was like going in before you got, uh, you know, the, you, you got the word that you were getting delivered, but what was your, what were your thoughts going into the hospital prior to the surgery and everything? Well, they called us, uh, it was about 12 hours before I was supposed to go in the hospital. Maybe 24? No, just seven. Seven? It was, it was short. Here's the problem. Um, last The last few months before the transplant, I kind of have been just kind of curled up in a ball. Mm-hmm. So to, to remember is a challenge. Um, so anyways, we got the call apparently seven hours. And they said, go out and have dinner wherever you want and eat whatever you want because we're going to suck that out of there anyways. So wow. I'm excited. I get to go have baked potato soup at the you know the big restaurant in town that we like and um so what I is go, that restaurant we can give them a plug claim jumper claim jumper okay i'm gonna go back and ask them to you know give us a little bit of money <laughs> <laughs> hey we mentioned you on the podcast baked potato soup so here's what the doctors didn't tell me uh that you're gonna eat it we're gonna we're gonna take care of the problem but you're gonna be miserable <laughs> <laughs> oh. so, I, so I get to the hospital and first of all on the way to the hospital my wife makes a wrong turn at Albuquerque and we ended up being about 15 minutes late for our seven o'clock check-in and I remember by that time I was hurting so bad but the call originally I couldn't believe it I was just 
uh, I was tear filled. And I knew that at that point it was a second call we got, you know, we'd gotten a call before. Right. And, out. and, um, and how so did you prepare we, yourself for that eventuality that it might be a false one again? That's we, you don't get too excited. You know what I mean? You, uh, you know, you go in and thank the Lord, you got to have some baked potato soup, you know, <laughs> um, but we, uh, it was, it was kind of nerve wracking because you don't know whether to get excited and tell people or to not tell people. So we just got our prayer team activated. Um, and I say prayer team because we had people in other countries praying for us, you know, and, um, Indonesia. I mean, it was just, it was crazy. Uh, the, there was a, uh, uh, a whole village that, you know, fasted for three days for me while I was sick. Wow. And um, they had, they'd sent me some, some video of their service they had that day praying for me. And uh, it was amazing. Just, you need to send that village some baked potato soup. That's right. <laughs> or some barbecue sauce. I don't know if they eat meat. I don't know. Anyways, my point is this. Um, we just activated our prayer partners. And so we had probably a thousand plus people praying that time for that liver. And um, because we had had, we had touched so many people in different areas. And when we activate our prayer team, it activates the church's prayer teams of the churches of the pastors. Oh, I know. And the pastors of the pastors, they know. And so we had people, you know, um, churches in, in, in uh, the States like Saddleback all the way to my sister church in Virginia, you know, and churches in Texas and uh, just, just a few. And so we knew going in that it was, whatever was going to happen is it, it was God's, God's will. And, and, um, and it's tough because I was nervous mm -hmm. and excited. Right. You know? And, um, but that's, I think that's probably, you know, other than the physical stuff that happened that night, you know, it was. And do you have, I mean, is there just like a gray spot in your memory from before the surgery because you were going through so much stuff? Is, or is, is it hard to put full pieces of puzzles back together in your mind for stuff that happened before that? I'm looking at uh, basically if you were to compare it to a puzzle. Like somebody took three puzzles and threw mm. them on a table and said, I want you to put together a puzzle. Mm. So I'm having to pick a pick pieces of memories and put them together. Um, like I remember when you guys were here and it was in August because Becca was getting ready to go to school. So I know those things. Um, I remember we did concrete. And by and we, you mean me. Meaning you. <laughs> Um, and I wasn't driving, so it's just, so I have those, I have those, those patches where I can't remember specific dates, you know what I mean? Yeah. Um, and I remember, uh, and the concrete was prior to the Hawaii. Yeah. Like that, that was before. in, that was in the summer when your dad was here. Yeah. Yeah. So there's, so, so I have partial memories of those things. We went through a big financial change in January and February in our, in our family. Faith had to actually two Januarys ago, right? No, it was February. It was February, January, February. Yeah. yeah. She had to quit her job to stay home and, and watch me full time and uh, watch me, you know, take care of me. <laughs> um, and so it was it was difficult because we would go from one procedure to another, you know, and 
so this was all getting ready to come to a, a change, an end for me. And um, not realizing the implications of a new liver. I mean, yeah. the, you know, the, the doctor always said, oh, we'll just, you know, we'll just get you a new liver. You know, kind of liver doctors talk like that. When you get a new liver, everything's going to be different. And uh, like, you know, it's like saying you're going to get a new engine for your car, you know, that mm -hmm. kind of thing. Uh, it's going to run better. It's going to do better. So, um, so physically, I was prepared for the new liver. I was not prepared for the side effects of that and um and i had i'd given up several times beforehand you know and you yeah. and i had conversations that were yeah so was, we talked faith and i talked a little bit about those side effects but give us your perspective on the side effects um of getting the liver you know now you've got the new liver and you know you're several weeks months down the, the line now from a two months post-surgery now um, when the show goes out and uh, what, what has your experience been like from that? I mean, the, the good, the bad, the ugly. Well, the, the, the mental side effect is, um, when I got home from the hospital for a week, I couldn't remember all four of my kids hmm. and that could be from the seizure. It could be from the transplant, you know, coming out of ICU um, when I came out of the surgery, I was doing very well physically. They described the surgery as extremely successful when they plugged that liver, when they dropped the liver into place. And um, they said they saw immediately the color come back to my face, wow. to my hands, and they felt the warmth of my blood mm. flowing oh, my, my body. And so the liver was working. And then this, what I think what happened with the seizure was there was more stuff going to my brain than had had previously uh, because they took out the blood clot that I had before the liver, as well as the old liver, put in the new liver and connected a fresh vein. And so all of a sudden I was getting the blood flow of a normal person wow. and, and getting steroids on top of that, you know, anti dance, dance baseball days are gone, folks. I know. So, yeah, so I can't participate in the Olympics, um, at least, you know, for another few years. Uh, but so that part, the physical part was great. And then I think that's what caused the seizure was there was just so much blood flow. Now, I'm not a neurologist by any stretch. And so they put me on this anti-seizure med that was a super high dose as well. So between that and the prednisone that amplifies anything that's going on in your body, so I'm having this anti-seizure thing. And so the, the combination of the two medicines made me just shut down on a regular basis. Um, and that was for a couple of weeks. And then I kept, and then we were able to reduce some of the anti-seizure meds. And so getting out of the hospital, coming, I don't remember coming home from the hospital. I don't remember mm. walking up the stairs. And I don't remember uh, that week pretty much is gone. Then the, we had the following week was Columbus Day and Dylan missed school on Monday because of Columbus Day. So on Tuesday, because he started school, that I was assuming it's Monday. And then when Tuesday came or Wednesday came, I thought it was Tuesday and, by, and all the way down the week. And then finally they said, you know, tomorrow's Friday. I said, no, tomorrow's Thursday because we were getting ready to take the trash out. <laughs> <laughs> they're already been done so um you know it's one of those things that yeah. mentally it took its toll physically um 
there were some, you know, obvious things that, you know, you can't, I'm not giving a graphic, but obviously there's some things that happened physically to me that uh, were weird, you know, uh, dealing with an incision about 13 inches long or longer. Um, and they up do and it up with staples now. So it was like, it, it literally looked like a zipper going across, you know, your, your wow. belly. My abdomen. Yeah. And then, um, and so there's that and the skin is numb, but the incision is, is hurting. You know what I mean? Yeah. So I'm dealing with that and, and picking, you know, you usually get to the point where you start to itch and then you can't, you know, mm. it, it, all that physically stuff. But the, the cramping went away. I haven't had cramps since the liver transplant. And I was cramped up all day long sometimes. Oh, yeah. Yes. And um, from, and, from, and when, from when his talks, neck all the way down to his feet. Like yeah, when he talks about cramps, it's not like, oh, I've got a little cramp in my leg and it hurts. I mean, I remember in the car watching in his you know, body just cramping up and, and, and pulling in, you know, because everything was cramping. It, it was really just to observe it was quite off-putting and, and to have to go through that all the time. So how are you feeling now, um, physically, mentally? Um, mentally, it's like coming off the flu. I, you know, quick, you know, your, your head kind of rings a little bit and, you know, you've got, you know, your nose kind of clears up and unclears, you know, you kind of get that feeling. My head is stuffy sometimes. Um, but the physical aspect, uh, my legs are strong. My upper body is where I'm, I'm trying to get, you know, more, I'm doing more physical therapy. Mm -hmm. um, and so in that, uh, I, this is the first time in the last two months where uh, this last two months have been the, the first time in years that I have actually broke a sweat. Wow. Because, because my liver wasn't producing the enzyme to sweat. Mm. So remember all that fluid they were taking off should have come out of my body oh, you know so oh that's wow. the thing too yeah because you're not having to do those drainings now right so i was doing those what once a week once a week and they were getting at the end there you know double digit liters of fluid off of your body in yeah. a week you uh, went to one of those didn't you i, think I did i went to two yeah, when she was in Aloha land. Yeah, when I didn't go to Hawaii. Yeah, I, I got to go. <laughs> Which happens. Never mind. You get to go to Hawaii a lot more than we do. Well, that is true. true that yeah. is true. But I have a daughter who lives there. Finished. We have a daughter that lives there too. Now. I was just, oh, just oh. going to say that. So do they. Yeah. Finished as opposed to student. Student, yeah. yeah. We'll just wrap it into the student loans. Yeah um so well anyhow man we are are down the line here on this uh show uh what i want to do is um before we before we jump into the song week, anything that you wanted to say about uh on that uh dan anything else that you wanted to say uh you know i think i think we hit it all you know physically it is what it is it's a it the doctors say it's a one of the the most invasive surgery a person can have. Yeah. And, um, you know, and they shove some things around. Everybody's built a little differently inside. So um, it's, it's just, it's just what it is. It's a new birthday. September yeah. Wow. I'll remember it, you know? Yeah. yeah. And uh, have you avoided like uh, foie gras or are you? <laughs> foie what? <laughs> he avoided it prior to. Prior to that. Okay not going to be an issue yeah no more liver on the menu yeah. no yeah 
Well, um, I want to uh, take a little break here. We're going to give you some uh, some music while we uh, collect our thoughts and move into the next section. But um, I, I, this is uh, another one on my Need to Breathe kick that I've got. This is a song called Difference Maker. So we're going to give you 90 seconds of Need to Breathe, and then we'll be back on the other side to tell you our thoughts about it. So here's Need to Breathe with Difference Maker. Wow, Difference Maker, oh. So we are back and uh, we we were discussing the song in the break amongst ourselves. And it's fun because typically what I'll do is in the break, we'll look at it. And I always like to ask people, you know, what did you get out of it? What makes sense? What are you going to say? So we're not saying the same things. And Bevan Faith said a similar thing, which was one of you guys go ahead and tell us what you were. Uh I didn't get the song. I don't understand. It was like it, we were watching. It's uh, it like we're watching the movie Big. I don't get it. Yeah. Yeah. So, so Faith doesn't get the toy, what it does. Yeah. Uh, and and uh, Bev was in there. Dan, what did anything stand out to you on the song? Yeah, actually, the second half of the song. It's um, so he says so it's the lyrics are kind of long, but um, I, I think it's sarcasm. Yes. it's totally sarcasm and i get sarcasm i'm on the fence about everything i've seen i can see it go either way right and then um you put gas on a fire it's going to explode if you don't put gas in a conversation that's explosive it's not going to explode it's just going to be a conversation same kind of thing life and then you get down to that second half of that verse it says we're strangers passing through a place in a time uh in a time afternoon life is like a vision about a vision in a window that we're peeking through so we our section of like when we get into a conversation with somebody everything we're talking about at that time is the most important thing because it's the topic of conversation so when you're looking through a looking glass or you're that's why they that's why they have those those um, telescopes so you can focus on instead of looking at the universe you're looking at one star mm-hmm. it's the same with a conversation instead of trying to talk about everything which is what i do right now because i i, I have a tendency to rumble ramble um so it, it it focuses our attention more and that's what we should be doing we ought to be focusing on what we do well 
and making that our ministry. Right. And, and it, you know, I look at this and, and, you know, the thing that stood out to me at the beginning, you know, he talks uh, and says that uh, it's amazing that God can take a broken man, let him find a fortune and let him ruin it with his own two hands. And he's talking about this, how, you know, we get this, I, people can get this idea of like, look, I'm doing this. Uh, this is me. I'm in charge here. And yeah, I talk to God and God's my, you know, me and him are, are we've got this all figured out. And, you know, take a look at the people sitting next to you in church and just see how many of them know everything. How many of them have the answers and know who the idiots are and who the smart people are. And uh, like Dan says at the end, it says a helpless conversation with a man who says he cares a lot. It's a hopeless confrontation about who might throw a punch or not. We're all transgressors. We're all sinners. We're all astronauts. So if you're beating death, then raise your hand, but shut up if you're not. And, you know, I don't think we have the answers, you know, and, and, and in this, in this song, it's, it's, it reminds me a bit of like a Randy Newman song, like short people who's like, you know, it's just pointing out the obvious in a sarcastic way to say, look, you see how ridiculous it sounds. I'm the difference maker. I'm the only one that speaks to God. I'm the friendliest of friends of God. I'm it. And how ridiculous that sounds. But how many times have I had that attitude? Like, look, mm -hmm. God gave me this word. I prayed, I read this. And you know, this is exactly what this means. Sure. And this is exactly what you need to do because I've got the answers. But how many people really feel that way? Like, I feel like most people don't feel like they are the ones that have all the answers. I mean, there are a few of us that have a huge ego. I say us because I have one, so I understand. But I don't feel like most people feel that way. So I feel like that's not a very realistic song. Most people feel like, I know nothing. Let me ask you this. How many times have you driven down the road and seen people with signs? Because they've got it figured out and they know and they need you to know that they know this is what it is and shaking their sign at you. That's a very small percentage of, a, of the people around me. You know, here's the, hmm. the analogy I would draw from it. If, for example, I have a trailer that has a 1,500 pound capacity, a hitch on my car that has a 1,500 pound capacity, right? And so- um, So you could I do go, like Chinese acrobats right there on- Right, yeah. so yeah. So if I hook up my trailer, and this is what I did a couple of years ago. I decided I was going to help somebody move some food for the pantry, food pantry, or for the, you know, the gleaners thing we do. And I let them put two pallets in the back of this trailer and the pallets probably weighed a ton and a half. Mm. So that's you know, maybe about 2,200 pounds or so. And so in a 1,500 pound trailer, I maxed out the capacity and I was angry when my springs broke. Yeah. So what happens when we get a table at home that has a hundred pound capacity and we put four 60 pound bags of concrete on it. And then we get mad when the table breaks because we're not realizing the maximum capacity of what we are capable of as humans, as God created beings, we overdo ourselves. And I think that's what he's talking about. He's talking about here. I am trying to do all this when I really need to focus on one thing. Yeah. Here's what I just discovered. I mean, my interpretation of this song is that, and I talk about two different worlds, those of us that call ourselves Christians and those of us that don't. Um, and to the person that does not 
belong to Christ, has not submitted to uh, God's way in their life. I feel like the only thing that's keeping them from coming to God is the fact that they feel, I feel they feel that they've got it all together and they don't need God. Okay. So why should I, why should I throw my life on God and let him be responsible when I am so good at it? All right. Otherwise they would come to Christ, right? I don't know if that makes sense. But for those of us that are Christian believers, even I struggle with breaking my will to do God's will. And mm -hmm. I, I want to be seen as a strong follower of Christ, but it doesn't take very long until I get thrown off of that and um, realize that I'm doing things my way again. Mm -hmm. So, so that song to me, I, I see as soon as you said sarcasm, Dan, it began to take a little bit more shape in my head that maybe it is that we all walk around thinking we know it all. And it's only as God reveals himself to us and that we begin to submit to his will that we understand we don't have it all together. We can't live alone um, without God. So we made, we made pumpkin muffins yesterday. And um, because that's what we do, we make them. <laughs> so we had this muffin pan, you know, muffin paper, and we put all the loose ingredients together and we dump it in the muffin paper and then we bake it. And when it's done, the paper, I would consider art myself. So I peel that away and the cake has stayed together, right? Because the process, we went through the process of making mm. Same as God. He goes through the process of making us, making us solid. And then when we're peeled away, that is what we're, 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 we have the perfect product. Wow. You know what I mean? We're the paper and God is the muffin. Yeah. So you could use it. Lots of analogies. My brain is starting to work again, just as you, as you probably yeah, and so is your stomach. Yeah. <laughs> that makes a lot of sense, but you kind of lost me at had, pumpkin muffins. Baked potato soup. I lost your pumpkin muffin, but I got you back in there with the wrapper, right? Yeah, that's right. Right, right, right. Yeah. So cool. Well, that's what I love about music is that it can mean so much to so many different people, depending on how you look at it. And, and like I said, you know, like with Randy Newman. You know, I've always been a huge fan of Randy Newman because of that sarcastic tone. And then a lot of people are like, I don't get it. Why is he mad at short people? You know what? And it's like, no, no, no. He's, he's you, you got to look beyond that. Uh, so anyhow, uh, good deal. Um, so we just had Thanksgiving and it was wonderful. Delicious. And as we recorded, we're recording this before Thanksgiving. So it's coming out after Thanksgiving. So we're having to kind of I'm project thinking about a smoked turkey but I'm not quite sure yet. <laughs> yeah. So um, it, it comes to that, you know, that thankfulness time of the year when people start looking at thankful. I, I know that uh, one of our lessons, lesson number 22 in Celebrate Recovery is gratitude. And it, you know, if you've got your year planned out right, it comes right, you know, after Thanksgiving or around Thanksgiving week, being grateful. And Sometimes it's obvious the things we can be grateful for, and sometimes it can be difficult to see the forest for the trees because we're in the midst of things. And um, I know it can be, for me, after a great breakthrough, it can be very easy to 
look at the small things and appreciate the small things in life. You know, if, if when we lose a loved one, a lot of times it, it, for me, it can be easy to go down the street and saying, well, I need to tell people I love them more. And then, you know, a couple months down the road, I'm back to, Hey, you moron, you know, what's your problem? So what, what kind of things are you looking at this year um, with gratitude and thankfulness and is the new liver, does it play into it at all? The, the newfound health, does that change perspective for you? There, you know, there's a mixed Thanksgiving blessing in this. Somebody lost their life mm. so I could have a liver. Yeah. That family is having their first Thanksgiving without yeah. that person. Yeah. So not to be a downer on Thanksgiving, but because of that loss, I gained a liver. Right. Now, and somebody I, gained a heart and lung exactly. and kidney. There's, and, there right. are like many people that were touched through this donation. And uh, I've never been a big advocate of pushing organ donation, you know, that kind of thing, because it's a personal choice. Um, but you're done with it. You know what I mean? Mm -hmm. So if you're done with it, what's the point in burying it out in the yard? Anyways, Thanksgiving for me this year is a mixed bag because first of all, it'll be our first Thanksgiving. We'll be missing two of our children at the dinner table. Oh, and, um, and actually four, if you count our exchange students, you know, uh, we always had an exchange student and this year we couldn't tackle an exchange student and be sick. Right. And, you know, uh, with Becca graduating last year and Daniel going to college this year and doing all those things. So, it's a little different. I'm thankful for my health. Absolutely. Uh, I'm thankful that I have a new outlook on some things. Uh, I'm ready to tackle ministry. And I'm thankful that I kind of have my priorities right. You know, I get a little impatient because I want to be doing everything that I used to be able to do right now. Yeah. And, uh, but I'm thankful that I get to do those things. You know, the fact, you know, that I got to lead worship Sunday night. And uh, it was it was so fun to just be able to sing and not worry. I mean, my voice is back. I didn't have, you know, for a couple of years, I didn't have, you know. Yeah. And how did that feel doing worship again, Dan? I mean, doing, what? doing worship again, how did that feel uh, emotionally, spiritually? What was that like? broken i was just completely broken and, and you know part of the problem is i'm in the repairing process of being physically broken mm -hmm. and so you have you know when you're worshiping you have control of all your faculties you sometimes rehearse the hand raising or you get into the, the habit of hand raising at the same time of the same song you know we lift and, our uh, hands yeah <laughs> and so we bow down so just being able to lift my arms, it didn't matter when they were lifted. It was, oh. it was the fact that they were lifted. Yeah. You know, and you know, there, there are songs that say, stand up and sing and, you know, stand up and shout. And then everybody does that when they're told to, instead of experiencing the, the pleasure of being able to worship without, you know, I'm not dancing. Yeah. yeah I, we're not, not doing the hokey pokey. We're supposed to be worshiping. Yeah, we're doing, think, the, we're doing the Baptist shuffle. Um, <laughs> for me this year, I really learned about Thanksgiving um, 
it was it was a process for me throughout the whole entire year because I didn't want to focus on the the stuff that we were going through. And everybody knows it's so much easier to be th- like on this side of his sure. leaning oh, yes. in better. It's so much easier mm-hmm. to be thankful. But I really focused constantly on finding things to be thankful for during the process as well. And I think that is important. Everybody, when we're gathered around our big Thanksgiving table, it's super easy to say, I'm so thankful for my family. And we just kind of give words to that. Right. But when you're in the in the midst of a trial and very, very difficult circumstances, not knowing if your loved one's going to live, not knowing how you're going to make rents, not knowing uh, what the next thing that's going to drop on you is and finding the thankfulness and in the midst of that, because God is always there and God is Mm -hmm. always, even though times are tough, God is always providing things. And he provided me constantly with um, a host of people to support me. And he provided me constantly with people dropping money in my account. And he provided me constantly with answers when I didn't know where to turn to or what to do or what the next thing was going to be. And so even though it was very, very, very difficult, I was constantly saying, thank you, God. Thank you for this day. Thank you for this moment. And I really learned what it means to give a sacrifice of praise because it was a sacrifice to me. It was so easy Mm. to be sad, to look at the negative, to only see um, the hard times, but I had to make myself focus on the good that God was still doing in spite of the hard time that I was having. Yeah, I hadn't really thought about, you know, I've heard that song, you know, we bring the sacrifice. And it's just, it was just a song, but it didn't make a lot of sense until you just said that, you know, that it's a sacrifice. I'm sacrificing praise because I don't, I'm not feeling it. I, it was there, it was hard, but I, I knew if, if I, if I didn't want to be that sad, mopey, oh, woe is me person, I have to make myself be grateful in spite of the fact that I didn't feel like being grateful. I didn't, there wasn't a lot that anybody on the outside could see I should be grateful for, but I knew what God was doing in spite of what everybody else could see. Kind of humorous interaction we had with um, somebody we were visiting with a couple of weeks ago. They said, you know, everything seems to be breaking in my house. Is there something like, can you pray over my stuff? And I thought <laughs> the background, you know, the background of this person is not one from Christianity. It's from the world. And so priests will bless cars. They'll bless houses. They'll do, it. And that's really, you're, you're asking, you're, you're asking God to touch an inanimate object. You know what I mean? Instead of asking God to interact with a person they would rather have you pray over their stuff. Yeah. And um, to be thankful, stuff is going to go away. Yeah. What what you need to be focusing your your prayer life on is you as a person and and people, relationships, you know, those kind of things. And and, uh, super difficult to wrap my mind around relationships right now because like I said, we lost 
our kids to college and, you know, moving out and um, spending a lot of time on reconnecting memories, those kind of things. So I'm so appreciative of all of that other stuff. I found, I guess when I woke up from surgery, I, I went on a calling spree, just pretty much FaceTimed everybody uh -huh. every day. Knew about that. Twice a day, three times a day, uh, because I was just so, um, I realized that that's the most important thing. I When I came out of the prison, the first time I went in, after going back, you know, to do Celebrate Recovery Insight, that was me. I was just like, I couldn't wait to get to my car, to get to my phone so I could tell people and just vomit my joy. Yeah. I, I completely understand that. Yeah. Vomiting joy. Now, that's a term I've not heard. Yeah, interesting. Yeah. Phrases coined by Paul. Yeah, yeah. Happy Thanksgiving. Anything, Bev, for you that... Uh... No, I. you know, I'm just soaking all this in, watching... Uh, you, Faith, and Dan, you know, you are precious, precious friends and family to us. And although we've walked alongside of you through these last couple of years, uh, it wasn't really until just now that I, I realized that the pain, you know, that you had to endure, and I know it was hard. And it just proves to me how incredibly faithful God is mm -hmm. um, and how he provides exactly what we need exactly when we need it every time yes yeah yeah yes. always there mm. yep and we can be a difference maker yes we can even um, though i don't understand oh, the song word of the week time hey listen um i am thankful for um a lot of things but one of the things that i'm i'm super thankful for is all of you who have stuck around and listened this is show 190 in 10 shows we'll be doing show 200 it's on on February 8th, that show will come out. And I'm just, I'm amazed. Every time I go to post a show, I look and see how many people uh, played the show, how many plays we got on the show the week before. And I'm just astounded and amazed and thankful that that many people care. You know, the first week it was cool. It was like, yeah, all my friends did it. And, but when people keep coming back, um, that's uh, something that is uh, important to me and lets me know that that we are making a difference uh, in someone's life. So thank you people for, for being here and for, for listening in. That's like, uh, I wanna, that's like 27 dog shows. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> that is in dog shows. That's like, yeah. Yeah. No, 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 it has to be the more because the dogs are 700 dogs have more shows. Yeah. You know what I think? Dan, so, Dan is back. I, I, um, back. I, want to do something that Dan reminded me of since he forgets the, the, the contest because I mentioned at the beginning, but don't. So listen, 760-608-1942. That's the number. I want you to text me what you think about this idea of the multiple choice prize winning word of the week uh, option. So get back on, to me on that and we'll see what's going on. Come on, it. people. Give a girl uh, a little hand out here. It's um, it's it's coming up on Christmas season, so I will be doing some sort of contest during Christmas for something. So we're going to be giving some stuff away. Can you it's do like, Christmas words? It's like fibbage. I can. Yeah, oh, I was thinking it that is too, a little Dan. Bit like fibbage. I was. Yeah. That crossed my mind. Uh, yes, I could do Christmas words. Listen, people, if you have a great word of the week that you want me to use, send it to me. You can email it bowtieguy at messituppodcast.com. You can text it to the number seven six zero six zero eight one nine four two. You can put it on Facebook by finding us on our Facebook page. 
You can take a picture of the word and put it on Instagram. You can tweet it out to us. Get a hold of us on social media. That's what it's all about. That's what we're doing here. We're trying to, to make it happen for you. Don't forget to uh, think about becoming a Patreon member. Uh, if you want to do your year-end giving, we can, uh, you know, do that for you through through our, our Patreon. It's tax deductible and um, you'll be helping out as well as be getting that tax break. Uh, don't forget uh, to check out Paxton Pantry on uh, on YouTube and see some uh, some cool cooking shows with Faith. Um, she hasn't had a chance to put some up recently, but um, that will be coming again in the future. Yeah. And um, uh, if, uh, if you want great ideas for food, uh, she's your one. I'm going to be, she doesn't know this yet, I don't know, but um, I'm getting close to finishing the second book and I've got a food tie-in with it. So I'm going to be uh, getting Faith. She might be getting a, a, a co-authoring uh, uh, credit here on this. Oh. So um, I will, uh, I'll have more information on that. I'm hoping the book is done by, by uh, Christmas. That's my goal. Um, it's, I, I got to get myself in, in gear here though, because I, I need to get some about three more chapters written by Christmas to get it uh, finished. So anyhow, be looking for the new book soon. And um, Faith, uh, that's my way of telling you I'm going to need some help. Okay. Uh, so be thinking pie recipes. Oh, okay. So, I got some. So if, if people want to, they can go on Facebook and type in Dan's Journey. Oh, oh yes. okay. And they can totally see the videos from prior to surgery and after surgery. There's a couple kooky ones in there from after surgery. Yeah. Like one o'clock, two o'clock in the morning baking. I was doing some, you know, I couldn't sleep. So, <laughs> um, but, but the serious stuff's in there too, as well. And you can kind of see where we started and how it's going. Yeah. So that's and Dan's then, journey on Facebook. And there's an opportunity to, um, to help us in the new year, we're going to have some new, new bills because our, our resets for our, our insurance is going to kick in. So I don't, yeah. I don't mean to be self-promoting, but at the same time, um, there's an opportunity in there for that. Absolutely. So, um, gosh, guys, thanks for, uh, for doing this with us. Um, I think we might've run a little bit long. Yeah, we, we ran a little bit long, but, uh, it's always fun to run a little bit long with you guys. Um, have a great Christmas holiday, put up uh, some sort of an ornament and think, all right, this is my mess it up ornament. And then just throw it on the ground and make it a big mess and say, there it is. That's what I'm and leave it, you know, for everybody. And oh, when no. people ask, it's a great no. cover. No, maybe no, I should have thought no, of this no, idea. No, maybe worked it out a little bit better. Well, maybe just don't say it. Don't do me. it. Yeah. yeah. Make a so, stuffing waffle. Yeah. Make a stuffing yeah, yeah, yeah. waffle. They're awesome. Yeah. yeah. So anyhow, uh, we really appreciate you being here. Happy Christmas coming up. And we will see you next time we mess it up. See ya. Bye-bye. Bye. Thanks for checking out the Mess It Up podcast. If you've got any questions or feedback, please email info at messituppodcast.com. Don't forget to share with your friends, and we'll see you next time we mess it up. Mess it up.